Hello, English learners and music lovers. Welcome to Explained in English. My name is Kai, and today I'm going to explain the song El Condor Pasa by Simon and Garfunkel. El Condor Pasa is a Spanish title, which means the condor passes or even the condor flies by. A condor is a very large type of bird, which is commonly seen in the Andes region of South America. The title of the song is in Spanish because the music was written by Daniel Alomia Robles in 1913, and he was a Peruvian. However, the lyrics were written by Paul Simon. One of the lines that you hear very often in the song is, If I Could, which is often used as another title for this song. So, El Condor Pasa, or If I Could. The phrase, If I Could, expresses possibility. If I could means, if I were capable, if it were possible for me. It's like a kind of potential. It's like saying, if I had the capacity to do this, then I would. In all of the verses of the song, we hear the phrase, I'd rather. For example, in the first line, it says, I'd rather be a sparrow than a snail. I'd rather be is short for I would rather be. Saying I'd rather is a great way to show your preference for one thing over another thing. So imagine I asked you, what would you rather eat tonight? Would you rather have some Chinese food or some Italian food? And your answer could be, eh, I'd rather have some Chinese food today or eh, I'd rather have some Japanese. Here in this line, he says, I'd rather be. I'd rather be a sparrow than a snail. So in this imaginary, fictitious situation, he would rather be a sparrow than a snail. Here we have two animals, a sparrow and a snail. A sparrow is a bird. Sparrows are quite small, and they're very common, at least in Europe and the Americas. The sparrows that I've seen usually kind of have grayish-brown feathers. So if you're not sure what a sparrow looks like, you can go ahead and look that up later. S-P-A-R-R-O-W, sparrow. I'd rather be a sparrow than a snail. A snail is another animal. It's also very small. Actually, a snail is smaller than a sparrow, but it's much different. It moves very slowly, and it has this soft, kind of humid or wet, almost slimy body. And snails are famous for their kind of circular spiral-shaped shells that they carry around with them. This shell really differentiates snails from other similar creatures like slugs. In any case, in a choice between these two, if he could be either a sparrow or a snail, he says, I would be, or I'd be, a sparrow. I'd rather be a sparrow than a snail. Yes, I would. Yes, I would just repeats his preference. He's making it 
more emphatic. He's making it a little bit stronger. He's saying, yes, I would. In this imaginary world, I would be a sparrow. Yes, I would. If I could, I surely would. As I said before, if I could means if it were possible or if I were able to do it. If I could, I surely would. Surely means certainly or definitely. So if I could do it, I most definitely, without a doubt, would. And now we move right into the chorus. It begins, Away, I'd rather sail away. The word away always talks about leaving someplace, or exiting, or going someplace else. Away always goes with verbs of movement. For example, you can use your feet and walk away. <laughs> you can drive away in a car or in a bus. You could fly away in a plane. Let's say you're watching TV and you see something that you don't like. You could look away. That means you turn your head and you stop watching the TV. So it's always changing the direction from wherever you are now. In this line, he says, away. I'd rather sail away. Sailing is something that you do on a boat. If you go out on a lake or out to the sea on a boat and there's wind, then you can sail because sailing uses wind to propel or move the boat around on the water. So if you sail away, then you're moving somewhere else on a boat. Away, I'd rather sail away. Like a swan that's here and gone. So he's making a comparison. He's saying, I'd rather sail away like a swan. A swan is another type of bird, but it's much bigger than a sparrow. It's a quite majestic white bird. Swans are known for having these very long necks and are seen as representations of something beautiful and graceful. So he says he would rather sail away like this bird, like a swan that's here and gone. Here means wherever I am now. So that's my location. I'm here. Contrast that word with there, which means far away or distanced from where I am now. Like a swan that's here and gone. If you are gone, then you are no longer here, or you're not in the same place anymore. You left. Something that is here and gone means that it passes by quickly. It's here, and then it's not here. So imagine you look up at the sky, and you see an airplane, and it's flying very quickly. Once you can't see the airplane anymore, you could say that it was here and gone. Away, I'd rather sail away like a swan that's here and gone. A man gets tied up to the ground. I'm sure we all know that a man means a male human, but a man can also just represent any human being or people in general, not only males, but also females. So a man gets tied up to the ground. If you are tied up to the ground, then you're not free to move around. You're kind of stuck. 
You're staying in one place and you can't leave. You're tied to the ground. To tie is literally a verb which means that you're joining two things together. So take, for example, your shoes. Everyone has to tie their shoes. You take one shoelace and the other shoelace, and then you tie them together. You fasten or join these two parts together into one. You just tied them up. Or imagine you have a boat and you want to park your boat. You want to dock your boat. You take a rope and then you tie it to the dock so that the boat doesn't float away into the sea or onto the lake. You just tied up your boat. The word up in this verb is a little interesting. It doesn't literally mean up as in when you look up at the sky. In this example, it's just meant to show the full completion of something. So if you tie something up, you do it quickly and you do it all the way. You'll see this preposition up in a lot of different phrases in English. Okay, back to this example. This man is tied up to the ground. So the ground is what's underneath our feet. It's what we walk on. Another way to say the ground would be the surface. So if you're outside, the ground could be grass, or it could be cement. It could be whatever you walk on, really. That's the ground. However, most commonly, the ground is talking about what is level with the earth, what's level with the natural soil or ground outside. So this line, a man gets tied up to the ground, is probably not literal. We probably shouldn't imagine a man actually tied to the ground. What it means is that he's not moving, he's not traveling, he's not free. He's just kind of staying where he is. Maybe he's a little bit attached to his job, to his city, to his family. He's a little bit scared to make changes. If you're tied to the ground, you're dependent on it. And this routine forms your life. A man gets tied up to the ground. He gives the world its saddest sound. To give is to offer something or to provide something to someone else. For example, you can give a gift to someone for their birthday or for some holiday. Or you can even give your attention to someone. That means you're listening very carefully. Or you can give your time or your energy to a project. So when you give something, you're freely offering it. So in this line, it says the man that's tied to the ground gives the world its saddest sound. A sound, as you know, is literally any vibration that you can hear with your ears. Music is made of sounds. My voice is sound. He gives the world its saddest sound. A sad sound would be one that makes you feel unhappy or down. If you hear a sad story, it makes you feel very emotionally moved. You might even cry. That means that you're very sad. So the saddest sound is the English superlative. It's like saying the most sad sound. It's like the extreme version of a word. So the saddest song. So this man, which is tied to the ground, 
and who lacks freedom gives the world, that's all of us, he gives the world its saddest sound. And now we move to the second verse. He says, I'd rather be a hammer than a nail. Here we have two objects, a hammer and a nail. Actually, these are tools. A hammer and nails are very basic tools for building or constructing things. A hammer is a tool that's really made of two parts. There's a wooden handle and then there's a metal head. This hammer head is quite heavy and it's used to hit other objects like nails into surfaces. Nails are small pieces of metal with one end that's very sharp and pointed so that it can enter into the wood. And then the other end has a little flat head. And you hit that end with the hammer. Using a hammer and nails is also very common if you want to hang a picture on your wall. You might take a nail and then hammer it, boom, 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 into the wall. And then you can hang a picture. So the hammer can be used for lots of things in lots of different projects. The hammer is in movement. It's in action. Nails are very important for holding things together, but once they're in place, they never move. They never change. So out of these two objects, a hammer and a nail, he says, I'd rather be a hammer than a nail. And after this and all the verses we hear, Yes, I would. If I could, I surely would. In the song, you'll hear another round of the chorus, and then we get to the third verse. It begins, I'd rather be a forest than a street. A forest is a place where there are lots of trees and plants all together in one area. In the summer, a forest would be very, very green, with also lots of insects and animals maybe living there. A forest is thus a very natural place. I'd rather be a forest than a street. A street is a road. When I think of a street, I think of cars and buses, sometimes bicycles riding down this street. Usually you can find streets in neighborhoods and in cities, but it's important to know that streets are usually man-made. They're not natural like a forest would be. Streets nowadays are usually paved and made of concrete. I'd rather be a forest than a street. And in the final verse, we hear, I'd rather feel the earth beneath my feet. When you feel something, you are experiencing a sensation. In this case, he's talking about a physical sensation. He's feeling the earth with his feet. Your feet are the part of your body that you use to walk. So the feet are like the last part of your legs. Usually we put shoes on our feet, but here he wants to feel the earth. So the best way to do that is with having no shoes, just barefoot. I'd rather feel the earth beneath my feet. Beneath just means below or under. So imagine someone's face. You can see their eyes, and then beneath their eyes is their nose. Beneath their nose is their mouth, etc. What's beneath your feet, if you're walking, is the ground. 
And another way to say the ground outside is the earth. He says, I'd rather feel the earth beneath my feet. Usually the earth means the planet earth, right? As in the place where we live. But here it just means the soil, the dirt, the ground that he walks on. I'd rather feel the earth beneath my feet. It seems to me that there are a few things that the writer, Paul Simon, is really valuing. He's valuing movement, not being stuck. He doesn't want to be tied to one place and to not have the freedom to move around and make changes in his life. He's saying, if I could, I would rather have a life of change, of evolution, of growth. The sparrow represents this freedom. It can fly fast and high above everything else, unlike the snail which is stuck on the ground, moving slowly. The hammer is symbolic of being involved in many different pursuits, and also being the one causing the action, making the changes. And just like the swan, he wants his life to be beautiful. He wants the freedom to be here and to leave. The person who doesn't have this life is like that man who gets tied up to the ground. That man gives the world a sad sound, the saddest sound. This would be the opposite of what he wants for his life. What else would he really like? He would like to be a forest rather than a street. He wants to be in touch with nature, in touch with the universe and life. Taking all the lyrics together, I think it's partly a critique of our society pointing out how many of us have lost our way and gotten distracted in life. It also expresses this primal and deep desire to live lives that are not only meaningful, but also beautiful. While this song had a lot of success in 1970 when it was released, it has had a sort of revival due to the movie Wild. You can hear this song playing all throughout that movie. Okay, now's the time for you to listen to El Condor Pasa, If I Could. If you like learning English with songs, I have a whole album of explanations for 70 songs, as well as the other decades, available at explainedinenglish.com. Each explanation has extra pronunciation practice and a full PDF transcript so you never miss a word. I also offer conversational lessons to anyone interested in talking about a song and improving their spoken English. You'll find the contact form, decades albums, and more at explainedinenglish.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next explanation. Bye-bye. Music is on Music leaves me proud.